Okay, Bogart everybody. So we're continuing with uh Igaret Haramban. And we're talking about the concept of Sameach Bechalko, a person being content with what he has, finding contentment in life, and we discuss how it's related to the character traits of humility, removing anger, fearing Hashem, realizing that everything that a person has, Hashem gives him the exact tools that he needs, and if he tries to seek out the tools of others, he's not gonna have the tools to do his job because Hashem gives him the tools that he needs for his job. So here, uh, Rabbi uh, Foyer continues, and he quotes a very interesting idea from uh, the Rosh, has a Sefer Musar, a book of Musar called Orchot Chaim, Daily Lessons. It's a very short lessons, I'm not sure if it was daily or not, but they're very, definitely very short lessons. Each one is a short thought um, related to something, a self-improvement, ethical development, etc. So, so here he quotes the Rosh in Orchot Chaim, so he says uh, the following, Desire that which your Maker desires for you. Such a beautiful idea. I should want that which Hashem wants for me. If Hashem gave me something, that's what Hashem wants for me. So I should want that too. I should desire that also. And rejoice in the portion which He has chosen for you. So Hashem has given me something. He gave me my share. So I should rejoice in the fact that Hashem gave me this share. And now this is a very interesting line. He says, when you pray... Ask only for one thing. One thing a person should pray for. What's that one thing? That Hashem should inspire you to follow His teachings. That's the one thing a person should pray for. Not wealth, not success, not uh, or material success, not fame or attention. The one thing a person prays for is that Hashem should inspire you to follow His teachings. Uh, in, uh, obviously I'm, I'm, I have no place in adding anything to what the Rosh says, but I want to add maybe one other thing that we can pray for, which I think is very, very, very important, and also relates to this, is not just in, sp- in praying that Hashem should inspire us to follow His teachings, but praying that Hashem should inspire our children to follow His teachings also. I think that's a very important uh, addendum, so to speak, not necessarily going against the Rosh, but adding to what the Rosh said. And then the last part he says, as for everything else, Okay, so we pray to Hashem that He should inspire us to follow His teaching, inspire our children to follow His teachings. For everything else, He quotes the Pasuk, Shlach al Hashem yechalka Cast upon your Hashem your burden, and He will sustain you. The rest, put on Hashem. Pray that Hashem should help you in serving Him and doing the mitzvot correctly. The rest, the rest you should put upon Hashem. Okay, so that's some of the thoughts, Rabbi, uh, for your shares regarding the concept of Sameach Bechelko. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ideas. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit more from the Igeret now. So he says, And after you act with this quality trait of humility, to be embarrassed from people, which means partially just being bashful in general, and partially it means being embarrassed to sin in front of other people. We have to, uh, we are naturally embarrassed and we should have this, uh, we should hope that this natural embarrassment to sin in front of other people should continue. And to fear Hashem, hopefully we should be merit to fear Hashem the same way that we fear other people, that we're embarrassed to sin in front of Hashem the same way we're embarrassed to uh, sin in front of other people. It's one of the words, the brachot that the Chachamim give people. So we're afraid of Hashem. We're in awe and reverence of Hashem and fear of Hashem. Fear of sin. 
Az, what's going to happen then? And this is what Rabbi Foyer describes one of the most intriguing statements in the Ramban's letter. Az tishrei alecha ruach hashechinah. So then the spirit of the Shekhinah, the divine presence, will dwell upon you, will come upon you. Veziv kivodah. And the splendor of his glory. So a person who acts with these character traits and stays away from the Averot. So then he, he merits to have the Ruach HaShchinah, the Ziv Kivodah, the Hashem's presence and the splendor of his glory. He merits the world to come, to live the life of the world to come. Now, the simple interpretation of this phrase is that he eventually will get the world to come after but many interpret this phrase in a very fascinating way. That when he's living in this world, he will also experience the world to come. Meaning, he will have olam haba olam hazeh. He will have the next world in this world. Where does that come from? It comes from improving one's character. Which we'll explain about a little bit more in a minute. So, he quotes a very, very interesting idea from Rav Mordechai Gifter to explain this idea of what does it mean to have Olam Haba and Olam Hazan? Where else do we see this concept? Or what can we use to explain with this concept? So he says the following idea. We're going to explain a little more what it means to have Olam Haba and Olam Hazan, how a person reaches that level of Olam Haba and Olam Hazan. But he quotes Rav Gifter as says as following. Rav Gifter quotes a statement of Rambam. Rambam is going through a bunch of names for Olam Haba, and one of them is Beit Hashem, the home of Hashem. Where does that come from? Where in the Tanakh, Torah, Nevim, Kituvim, does that phrase Beit Hashem appear? So there's a well-known pasuk, in uh, David Hashem Ishi, where David Melach says, There's one thing I ask from Hashem, that's what I am seeking. What is that one thing? Shifti bevet Hashem, kol chayai, I will dwell in the home of Hashem all the days of my life, Hashem, to see the pleasantness of Hashem, and to uh, be in his, to visit his, um, to dwell and to visit in his home, in his hechal, in his sanctuary. So, he, so the Rambam says, the Pasuk says, Beit Hashem, and that Pasuk, says, Shifti Beit Hashem, I want to sit in the house of Hashem, the home of Hashem. So, Rambam understands that Shifti Beit Hashem refers to but the problem is, Rabbi Gifter points out, what does it mean? Shifti Beit Hashem, call you Mechayai. I'm going to be sitting in Olam about all the days of my life. What does that mean? So Rabbi Gifter explains best on this, based on this line in the Ramban. The Ramban introduces us to this concept that a person can live Olam Haba in Olam Hazah. There is such a thing. There is such a thing of earning the Zechuta experience Olam Haba in Olam Hazah. How do we get to it? What does it look like? We have to see. But we see that the Rambam seems to, based on his interpretation of the Pasuk and Sefer Tehillim, seems to have uh, subscribed to this understanding as well. That there's such a thing as Olam Haba in Olam Hazah. So how does a person get there? So Ramban has mapped out the route for us, right? We looked at what the Ramban says already. The key is self-discipline and refinement of character. Rabbi Foyer breaks it down to those two things. Self-discipline and refinement of character. Self-discipline is one of the most important, it's one of the most challenging and probably the most 
uh, under, it's, the, it's a concept that underlies almost everything else that we do. Everything else that we do, whether it's religious, whether it's personal, whether a person has to, is working on self-discipline when it comes to food, self-discipline when it comes to others, to Lashon Hara, to Shmirat Ha'inayim, whatever it is, life basically, success in life basically boils down to self-discipline. So a person accomplishes this idea of self-discipline and refinement of character so that person can experience Olam Haba in Olam Hazah. And he says here, one who trains himself to be gentle, humble, and at peace with the world, gentle, humble, and at peace with the world, he rises above all the trivial pursuits that exist in this world. He's inspired by the fear of Hashem, and he lives a life of unparalleled quality. That's what Ramban is saying. A person who succeeds in Anava, in removing Ka'as, in Yirat Shamayim, a life of unparalleled quality. I'll read you this line from Rabbi Foyer. Although his feet are planted on the ground, his heart and mind soar to effortless heights. He may be physically over here, but his heart, his mind are in the highest of places. That comes when a person works on the self-discipline, refinement of character. He works on being gentle, humble, and at peace with the world. And a person can reach those experiences of Olam Haba in Olam Hazak. Hopefully, Be'ezer Hashem, next year, we'll continue with this concept with more examples and more illustrations of Olam Haba in Olam Hazak. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.